0: This is the Authentic Sex Podcast, real-life conversations about sex, pleasure and relationships. I'm your host, Juliette Allen. Welcome to episode 65 of the Authentic Sex Podcast. My name is Juliette. I'm a sexologist and sex and relationship coach, and I am the host of this podcast. And today we're talking about a really um, fun topic. Well, fun for me anyway. It's the title of this podcast is called BDSM Fetishes and Exploring Soft Kink and with me today i have my beautiful friend haley who is going to talk about all these topics and more but before we begin this episode is sponsored by the juliet pleasure wand the juliet is a premium crystal pleasure wand and it's designed by me it's designed to heighten your sexual energy increase self love self pleasure and expand your orgasmic experiences. And these crystals are now available in black obsidian, which I'm very excited about. And they're available on my website, wwwjuliet allencom So, welcome to the podcast, Haley. Thanks, Juliet. Haley, um, I'll just tell you the backstory of how Haley and I met we i was um assisting on a dancing eros ritual dancing eros is a neurotic dance journey thing and there was all these women in the room in darkness when i got there and i looked into the room and i just saw these like piercing eyes look at me through the darkness and i was like who is that amazing gorgeous woman and um, it was Hayley and in that moment I just was like I want to be friends with you and I want to be around you Mm -hmm. and that's how we met and um, yeah now we're good friends and we both work in the same area of sexuality and sexual empowerment Um, Hayley you're a bit more hands-on literally than me um, in this world however I just I really wanted to get you on the podcast because you're a wealth of knowledge and um, Wise woman, and interesting, and erotic, and sexy, and amazing, and oh, thank you, <laughs> and a great mum too. So yeah, so tell me a bit about just a bit about you and your journey, um, and why you're here. I guess why we should listen to you.
1: Why <laughs> <laughs> you should listen to me? Um, I've been in and out of the sex. Arts, underworld overworld in world for two decades now Mm. and for a majority of that it was in it was in many different forms from erotic dancing to holistic what I call holistic um, pornography and Mm. photography um, mistress Mm. femdom and have always explored the world of soft kink Mm. Um, within that mm. so, and it was always a I wouldn't like to say a secret but it was just like my little underworld mm. that not many people knew about and it's only now that I feel quite comfortable talking about it and sharing it in that my children are older mm. and I'm at a stage where I'm not concerned what other people think about me anymore
0: yeah yeah cool so um the girls how old are they now i've got two daughters 18
1: and 21
0: yeah cool so um we'll get later on we'll get into like how you talk to them about this stuff or have you know talk to them as as younger kids so what led you let's just go into what led you to feeling comfortable and like just being open about this now like I mean, I know that's a really big question, but what were, what's gotten you to the stage where you can just talk about this on a podcast?
1: I think I've just got to the stage and age in my life where I don't feel like I have to protect myself or my children from the outside world's view of the sex arts and Mm. all the varying areas that they fall into, Mm. such as BDSM, Mm. kink and fetishes, shibari, Mm. um, so yeah and i think i had i've been in a professional career for 20 years Mm. in education Mm. um and it's like two polar opposites in a sense within Mm. that and not many people understand many fundamentals within that Mm. so now i feel comfortable in sharing and coming forward certain elements i think within the sacred arts of you know ritualistic kink Mm. Um, or what I just call you know sex or love or Mm. expression it doesn't even need to have a name necessarily Mm. Um, I'm just comfortable sharing that now Mm. and I'm not working in education anymore and I don't feel like I have to protect that
0: yeah Um, that must feel so free
1: it feels great I mean a lot of people who know me know that I'm a very sensual, sexual human mm. and have often suspected that I've done other things and been involved in, you know, but, mm. uh, I've never openly shared before. Yeah. Especially on a ped- podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh. welcome. Um, there's, you know, approximately 60,000 people are going to listen to this. So, um, now's your big moment. <laughs> um, awesome. So, great so how did you get into this
1: world of like Mm. soft kink and what was it from a young age i've been a very sexual being and the Mm. world of erotica came pretty young with how i was brought up in the world i was brought up by very strong women Mm. and was never told to be a good girl It did not necessarily mean that I went out and was a bad girl. Sure, Mm. many people may see that as a bad girl through certain teenage years. Mm. But I always had this freedom to explore and Mm. I did explore. Mm. And sometimes too far and in worlds that are a little bit scary and murky, but Mm. I always have had a big understanding of, you know, deep love and connection Mm. and mutual meeting Mm. and... That for me is how I ended up in BDSM world Mm. because there's a beautiful energetic power play that can happen of meeting of two forces. Mm. And that is what is so misjudged in this industry.
0: Yeah. Let's actually go straight to then a question that I wanted to ask, um, which is, is there like... What do you call it? Um, stigma around BDSM, and, and oh, I know there gosh. is. Well, I know yeah. there is. So why do you think there is? Like, because I know there's going to be people listening, like right now, who are either feeling sick, listening, and like, oh my god, she's yeah. got issues or whatever, projecting yeah. all that shit onto yeah. us, um, or or who just feel triggered by this, or who are like, oh, that's just for sickos. You know, all those things that people say about. BDSM quote unquote or or kink Why do you think that's The case That there's stigma Mm,
1: I think it came From movies Mm -hmm. I think that they had a very big impact At Mm -hmm. certain points Everybody's still got this image of Pulp Fiction Mm. And the GIMP Mm. And this very destructive power play that happens within BDSM mm. and what I call you know there's so many shades of the BDSM world mm. and yes, there are very dark murky, scary places mm. um, And then there's the other side which is where the, the world of the soft kink is is falling into which is where my interests and passions lie mm. but the stigma that comes from it is as, everybody's got this idea of it's a damaged person someone with daddy issues Mm -hmm. or a man with mummy issues people Mm -hmm. are getting spanked and punished or tied up and tortured and Mm -hmm. it is so far from what the reality of what that is Mm -hmm. and it's really only through investigating it now and in current times and with you know Mm -hmm. um mistresses and madams and doms and Mm -hmm. That have come into that softer place within it. Yep. And for me, BDSM is also tantra. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's the it's still within the tantric arts, mm. except it's probably got some um, more focused sexual, sensual, and sometimes non-touch um, elements mm. within what that is. Yeah. You know, in most BDSM sessions and even with hardcore bdsm there's no sex involved
0: yeah which is going to come as a surprise to a lot
1: of people listening yeah no because it's usually people having fetishes or needing cert to be met in certain power plays from pressure from release it's Mm -hmm. about a lot of this comes Uh, what i believe back to trust and letting go Mm. and what truly surrendering means which Mm. is why shibari is so big now Mm. you know but that's quite accepted people don't look at that as bdsm or a fetish but it actually is yeah so
0: it's so so let's explain what shibari is and then we'll go into for those of you listening thinking like what the hell is bdsm we will go into like defining each thing sure. but let's jump into shabari for a minute because that's um something that i'm really like interested in and that i've explored with lovers with my partner now and um and something that i just find is like such a beautiful practice mm. um so what is shabari? what's your definition because everybody's going to have a different definition
1: well shibari is a form of bondage mm. You know, it's being tied, held and constricted in certain positions from hanging to laying and wrapped in such a way that your entire body has to surrender to that rope and that person holding that space for you. Mm. And to do that takes a massive amount of, um, I think, courage Mm. and trust to give Mm. that to somebody else because you're tied up. Mm. And you can be const- you know it's like it, it, it's like a boa constrictor wrapping around and holding you
0: mm. and which can feel really safe yeah, too I've found yeah. and and on a side note it's a Jap- it's like an ancient Japanese an ancient art form ja- yeah yeah just yeah. to honor that, that's yes. yeah, yeah. Um, And surrender with Shabari like I've found when I've been tied up it's like this deep sense of surrender that drops me into a space of like... Nothingness in a way of like just having to completely let go and trust yeah. in my partner. Yeah. And I like when then when I'm untied, which is just as important as being tied, like when it's being untied, it's like finally when there's no rope around you, it's like I just drop into nothingness in a way, mm. like a cocoon, like literally want to be cocooned up.
1: Yeah. Which is where, you know, that brings me back also to the certain, um, you know experiential activities that we do within BDSM and what I I now like to call adaptive play sessions because Mm. I'm very much all about play and the light side of these Mm. experiences and activities Mm. and when we go to these places which is very very similar to Tantra Mm. when we get it it almost takes us into a trance-like state which Mm. is which has now been also you know The term has been coined the flow state, Mm. which is where, you know, our frontal frontal cortex has a little rest Mm. and lets go and we become one with the universe and our surroundings. There's no Mm. separation. Yeah. And that can only be found through certain acts. Mm. You know, um, athletes can get to that stage Mm -hmm. when they're like, you know, um, Meditators Mm -hmm. and also the ancient and ritualistic arts, you know, within Hindu, with piercing, Mm. um, asphyxiation. Mm -hmm. There's many different areas, but the basics of what it is and why um, deep ritualistic, ceremonial, Mm. tantra, and BDSM and soft kink it's about the flow state and it's not about the orgasm it's mm. not about sex it's not about it's about such a deep connection mm. and trust with another human.
0: Mm. Yeah, cool. So so yeah, I think there's definitely this myth that BDSM, soft kink, fetishes, etc., which we'll go into the differences, but there's like this misconception or myth that it's yeah it's always got sex involved why isn't sex involved like i'm actually intrigued well i I mean obviously i've explored these worlds in in not in depth but so i do get it but then
1: is it just about achieve like getting into the
0: flow state or is it
1: well it's about for me it's about for my own personal. it's i love and enjoy the flow state myself and Mm -hmm. i also enjoy guiding and facilitating somebody into that state Mm -hmm. um sex can be involved yeah it's not that that yeah yeah it can be but for me like within the first say three sessions with a person there's definitely no sex or penetrative Mm -hmm. action happening because it's really about going through the steps of creating a space of deep conscious intimacy yeah and that intimacy loop and feedback is so different Mm. for each and if we could have like a a guide in front of us Mm. but when you're with somebody else Mm. and you that can be different with each individual that you're with so it's like finding what that meeting and energetic power play is Mm -hmm. you know it's there was a recent study that was done and it was like 60% of males and females Mm. want to dominate And Mm. be dominated, which is the dom sub story, and which is also after Fifty Shades of Grey really changed it. But that had an infusing of very distorted fairy tale romantic, yeah, 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 yeah (laughs) elements within it. So so
0: what's Fifty Shades? Is that BDSM? Yeah, 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 yeah. So because lots of people will be familiar with Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, if you're not, then look Mm. it up. So. So let's go through the differences like what's the difference between BDSM what
1: is BDSM mm-hmm. So BDSM is bondage and dominance mm-hmm. is basically what is what it's about mm-hmm. and fetishes mm-hmm. fall under certain activities and they usually represent doing things with things that are not in a living form. Mm-hmm dildos, strap ons, mm-hmm. shoe fetishes, mm-hmm. um, leather, latex, mm-hmm. shivari, food, food,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, dress ups, role play, mm-hmm. uh, whereas bondage, um, and dominating, uh, it, it's like life
0: for mm-hmm. me.
1: You know, BDSM is we're doing it every day unconsciously, mm-hmm. you know, we're, or we're, with our routines with work with different things mm. so bondage is brings us back to the Shivari thing i think about understanding pressure and release mm-hmm. giving and taking yep and surrender and let go yeah yeah and dominating mm. is really understanding the power play that we do with everything with how we live our life mm. and especially when it comes to lovers mm sex intimacy Mm -hmm. and what roles they play. because if you think about like now your current lover or past ones there's always one that's more dominating oh yeah and Mm. why is that Mm. and what impact does that have on your relationship and relating Mm. personally for me the best relationships and you know, sexual intimacy that I have had has been with lovers that have got both pretty 50 50. So mm. it's like a really magic interplay of being able to switch, mm. you know, which is also a common term with, you know, because there are many Doms that. Will not switch what's, into sub. What's
0: a dom go just go so, into dom and sub?
1: Yep. So a dominant is somebody who's always in power.
0: Uh huh. Yep.
1: And a sub is somebody who completely surrenders to that person. Yep. So you get some mistresses and madams and doms or doms or mm-hmm. that will switch into but like I do. I'm I'm termed a switch. Yep. Because I can... enjoy both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah yeah
0: cool have you found personally that and you don't have to answer this actually so with when you're with a man have you found that the man's more the dom or when you've been in because you've been in relationships with women and have sex with women do you find that it's more like goes flows between the two what's your you don't have to say because I can then share my
1: yeah Mm. I I would say that definitely um with men it's definitely usually always a far more dominant but I find because of my nature and who I am I've got to be very careful and mindful if I'm in a relationship with a man I can um the impact of who I am can actually disempower them
0: quite dramatically
1: yep um and that has happened a couple of times in my relationships yeah um I find with women with this, we can definitely dance between the two worlds far more freely.
0: When it's two women? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've found. Yeah. I've found that it's way more equal whereas yeah. with men. It's more dominant, which I like. Yeah. But such a personal... Yeah. Personal. Yeah. Unique choice yeah. and feeling in your body.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure that, that it could be different, and many people have got different ideas on that, but definitely from my experience also... Um,
0: Mm. yeah and there'll be people listening who are like no that's not the case and that's okay because that's your truth and this is what what you've experienced
1: and 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 again this you know this obviously this world too isn't for everyone it's 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 such a varied experience you know there's what's called the there's vanilla kink you know Mm. there's hardcore kink and there's soft and hard and you know there's so many things and this isn't for Everyone, everyone, or the people who were just you know comfortable having a vanilla sex life, which and is also awesome. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: Like I love a bit of vanilla. I love it, but then I also like really yeah. kinky stuff. Yeah. But, but I I do. Yeah, that's a really good point because um, you know I have well people who I work with who ask me like should I be, you know should I be exploring with someone of the same gender or should I be getting into BDSM? Does that is that what makes me The sexually empowered woman or man and it's like no you get into what feels right for you you don't don't feel like you have to force your way into a bloody sex dungeon to now then get the tick of approval of i don't know who you know, like, oh, now you're the sexually empowered person in the world. So do
1: what feels right. Exactly. And we all come with such different needs on a physical and intimate and sexual level. Mm. You know, I think for me, a lot of this also comes back to what our temperaments are, mm. you know, and that tells you also a lot about that meeting in that space between and and Mm. I just want to say I also do enjoy a bit of vanilla sex myself
0: yeah just like a nice lovemaking
1: session just where
0: it's just like just cool and calm and
1: so, yeah, yeah. And, and then I would say with that too, for me, within soft kink, there is a beautiful vanilla space that that can go into. What's soft As, kink? Let's define so, that. So I'm going to, okay, well, I'm going to talk about this in terms of also with same sex, mm-hmm. because for a majority of same sex couples, mm-hmm. they are using toys. Mm-hmm. Yep um from strap-ons dildos and so are straight couples but i'm crystals just crystal ones <laughs> <also>, you know. <laughs> which how about developing a double end
0: oh i've wand. thought of that because that would be awesome the yeah. only thing with that would be it wouldn't kind of bend and you know how using double end it's kind of nice to have that flexibility yeah, yeah. but we can discuss what that over dinner joining
1: something in the middle, oh yeah joining, and then the ends will get here, this is that. how the I deal
0: with. we're gonna talk about that over dinner
1: um yeah um, so, so within that for myself like with slow i'm all for slow sex mm. and some hard I'm, meaningful constrict me in the corner at times as well
0: yeah where am i going with that same sex couples women okay. and, yeah
1: soft kink slow sex intimate vanilla is we'd be wearing a strap on Mm. and penetrating and meeting your woman and making love to her mm-hmm. now for some people that blows their minds mm, mm. you know um there's so many shades of that i um recently did a session with a couple mm. and a heterosexual couple mm. and he has lost his ability to his penis use he's mm. yeah so at the end of this session, I suggested looking at a strap-on and mm-hmm. he was horrified, mm-hmm. you know, because of the stigma and it's just like, that's just so shameful. Mm-hmm. And so I shared, well, you know, for some of us, it's like really living out an energetic and in, especially in same-sex.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
1: it's just like, imagine if you were two women. Yeah. And again, there's many same-sex women that don't want to know about strap-ons and dildos too. I'm not speaking generally. I can only speak from my experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah
0: yeah i've found with the strap-on thing like um for me personally yeah some women are not into it and others just want to receive it and others just want to strap it on and it's just like
1: everyone's so unique yeah yeah which comes back to the dom sub story yeah within that
0: i'm finding and i've talked about this in other episodes that women who are very like in control and in like high powered jobs or in um, running a business like myself where I'm just like the head, just doing everything that women and then being the mom and being everything, um, they're just yearning to be like dominated and yearning to surrender. Do you see that in your work? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's usually the very high-powered, successful... The people who you would never think. Yeah. And yeah. it's always the opposite. It's always the flip side of mm. yeah, what they are. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, cool. Mm. Oh, so, I guess... If people are listening and they're like, "Oh, their ears have pricked up and they're feeling like, I want to explore this or, okay, this is all well and good, like, but how do I, where the hell do I go how, or how do I talk to my partner about this, which is a whole other question, but where can people look and find, mm. like, info? It, it's
1: very interesting within this world. There's not a lot of place. There's been some great books that have been written mm. um, you know, just even doing a Google search, you'll come up and then have a look at different things. But majority of the research that you do, it comes up with hardcore, mm. again. Mm.
0: Um, and there's not... Like, for people watching porn, you can't find, like, this really beautiful... Yeah. In, in most cases, s- yeah. soft kink where there's, like... But like,
1: you can with Erica Lust.
0: Oh, yeah, Erica's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Erica Lust has definitely got some films that... Um, yeah, highly recommend.
0: That. Yeah, and so how do you spell it? Erica? Is it with a K? It's a K. Yeah, yeah, Erica with a K, last Google. She's, yeah. um, yeah, producing porn from the female gaze rather than the male gaze, yeah. and she's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool.
1: And also, yeah, just researching and trying to find some doms in your area, mm. which you can do. Scarlet Blue is a, another great avenue, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, mainly for escorts but it's also around erotic body work uh, and they've got a whole bdsm section and you can see you can tell by going through the images of people looking at profiles and have a session with somebody
0: mm. yeah um and with the shibari thing there's like some great practitioners of shibari or teachers or masters what do you call them what would you call them like masters of Shabari, i'd say yeah um we went to nick and i went to this amazing guy in um melbourne and i forget his name now do you remember the guy in melbourne's name i wish i could give you his name he we went and just paid to do like a half day with him and he just showed us like talked to us about the history of Shabari, and then we um you know showed nick like the intricacies of the knots and like the whole like it's not just about tie a few knots and tie her up there's like a whole process around it and so he kind of facilitated it for us and that was a really like great experience as a couple to connect but also to like seek someone out who's an expert and and be shown which is i guess kind of what you do um in not necessarily with shibari but more with other practices yeah
1: I, I much more do which what, what I'm now calling adaptive play sessions mm. and soft kink serves as the backdrop of what that is mm. um you know play therapy has been around for a long time it's mainly you know it's spoken about in children's world but now mm. within adult world too you know with through experiential learning and yeah to really take it away from it being you know um you know just seen in such a judgmental negative way mm. you know it's yeah
0: mm. cool so um you're a mum, like we said how have you how have you spoken to your daughters about this like I think to be honest i think when you do another episode which is solely about how to speak to kids about sex Mm. which i've already done but it'd be good to get your perspective because you have 21 years of it yeah you've got double time on me yeah um and now they're you know grown up and they're adults so it's really interesting to see like the amazing friendship that you have with them Mm. too and just how you're just it's just like having another friend in the room like there's no yeah barriers but yeah how like what are some pointers i'd say or how have you dealt with it for the parents listening who have teenagers in particular Mm. um
1: look my rule of thumb is to be very vigilant with honesty Mm. and answering questions and and at the same time my girls have only found out in the last couple of years Mm. my underworld Mm. um, and sexual explorations Mm. so it's not about necessarily sharing and being open about and educating everything Mm. Uh, it's about you know age appropriate Mm -hmm. but also being comfortable in sharing all of the different facets of what intimacy and connection is Mm. you know in this day and it's so we're so overly sexualized and Mm. especially the young and teens it's Mm. just it it, it's being bombarded at every point from advertising to mute from music Mm. everywhere Mm. you know you go down the beach now and you just see you know what the girls are wearing or not wearing even you know oh yeah it's pretty crazy yeah yeah so, yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky raising daughters in this time and, mm. you know, and in the area that we've grown. It's a very – we live in a very sexually charged area in particular of mm. Australia as well. So oh, yeah. um, I've just always been very honest, mm-hmm. viciously protective at times mm. and very clear with what's okay and what's not within mm. boundaries, especially when it comes to boys and sharing of – Self, especially when it comes to sexual exploration
0: mm. and also
1: giving them that privacy and space within that too and knowing what that is mm, yeah you know, uh, with two daughters one of my daughters is you know very quiet mm. quite reverent mm. and uh, easy mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other is wild mm. So it's like it was tricky within that too, navigating, you know, how do I keep her safe?
0: Mm. But
1: with her, I know that she needs to actually go out and explore. Like some of us have just got to learn the hard way.
0: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I can relate to that. Yeah. Mm. And
1: sometimes being too overprotective is only going to push things deeper and then they bubble to the surface.
0: Yeah, it's like a caged animal. They just want to scratch their way out. Yeah. 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 Yeah cool okay so is there anything else you want to add i think i can think of okay cool because i think this has been a good little like intro and then we can always do another podcast and go into it deeper like maybe i want to ask what are just some examples of bdsm practices like and i know there's so many but what are some of the common ones that like is that a silly that question? everyday
1: people may be doing at home and they don't yeah. even realize they're doing yeah. blindfolding
0: mm-hmm. um
1: tying the one arm to the bed because they need to keep the other arm free yeah um that's a very common thing that couples do because the um tying of two arms is too much
0: yeah um however these are things that you can explore so if you're yeah. listening and you're like oh i want to explore a bit but i don't want to you know, yeah. get into extreme BDSM, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, let's give examples of things okay. that people can like literally get off this episode and go and explore. Yeah. So, tying up,
1: eye gazing,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: um, mutual masturbation, sitting and being present with each other. Um,
0: I love mutual masturbation, yeah, me too. Mm, not mm.
1: surprised. <laughs> Um, mutual blood-
0: masturbation is masturbating together
1: yes 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 just in front just of a- each other yeah or side by side but yeah. connected yeah making love to yourself mm. together yeah yeah um, blindfolding yep and making love to each other hmm either one blindfolded or two blindfolded
0: hmm um,
1: they're the basic ones and also exploring The dom and the sub roles that we play, Mm. you know, for a man allowing your woman to take you, Mm. which can happen in some ways, but it also goes into also exploring um, all the facets of you. Like for a majority of men, they're really happy Mm. to penetrate a woman in both her vagina and her anus.
0: Yeah. However,
1: Um, however, turn the table.
0: Mm.
1: Why is that?
0: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? The most visual,
1: you know, the G-spot is in a man's ass, Mm. And yet Mm. he's terrified of it, Mm. you know? Do you think
0: that's because of internalised homophobia and the homophobic world that we live in?
1: I think it is, but I also think it also comes down to to trust and safety. Yeah. Apart from the homophobic elements of what that is. You know, Mm. now, you know, yoni massage, lingam massage is Mm. huge. Mm. All of these different forms of erotic... um, Mm.
0: bodywork
1: happening, which I think are fantastic, Mm. um, which are forms of BDSM.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there's definitely an element of surrender in being penetrated, well, being penetrated full stop, but in the ass being penetrated. I know for me, like I have to really be in a good place and feel really trusting of my partner to be able to like physically open. Yeah. Um, and so I think for men, yeah, and there's a an el- big element of surrender, like it's all surrender with the ask cause you gotta, sur- you gotta let go, otherwise your muscles are gonna clamp and they're pretty like strong. <laughs> so for men there's, you know, there's holding and like yeah. I have to hold space and I have to be the provider and I have to be the work, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. So to be able to let go and be penetrated anally, I think there's definitely got to be trust and a lot of trust and being able to just let go and open.
1: And also for a lot of women to learn how to do that, Mm. also for a man and to create that, you know, Mm. so many men go through life not ever experiencing, Mm. you know. Having an orgasm from their anus, or not even having an orgasm, because that also has the ability to get you into the flow state Mm. when you, Mm. you know, really focus on your breathing and soften Mm. your body and allow yourself to be penetrated as a man.
0: Mm. So good.
1: So good. And for a woman also to do that Mm. and to hold that space, and for a man to give that back in a slow, reverent way, Mm. too, you know, and that's Mm. where for my. You know the sessions it's all around soft gentle playful exploration of mm. each other's bodies using you know certain techniques mm. that really support that mm. in a really loving way
0: yeah. yeah yeah beautiful awesome so how can people contact you if they're curious and they'd like to book a session or they would just like to I don't know how what do you want what do you want people to do
1: yeah um, website is Haley Janet H A L I E J A N E T dot com. Yep. And Haley Janet on Instagram. Cool. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, thank you so much. This is fun, and I'll definitely have you back. Yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, please jump on iTunes and review the podcast because that'll mean that more more and more people can find it or share it with a friend or your family or your mom or your brother or your whoever Um, let's just get the word out there together so that more people can feel sexually empowered and um, also I last late last year I launched my new online course it's called the mindful sex guide it's available on my website it's a seven day guide and it's more around um, holistically, how can you feel turned on in everyday life? And so you can find that on my website, and you can also find me on Instagram at Juliet, J U L I E T underscore Alan, Allen A L L E N. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for more episodes coming soon.